time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Sure is time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. I am Paulie G with you for another week. With us, as always, is Peter Hanscom. How are you, Pete? Oh, very good. Thanks, Paul. On top of the world, actually. Well, you'd be going because Supercoach Pro's Cup heading your way after it was in Andrew's hands uh, just a week ago when Manly beat my Tigers and Ryan's Tigers. But, um, man, 52-22, to 22, it was a, a big result. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded having that on pick the score, but yeah, the Dragons just—I <laughs> I thought they—I thought they'd win, but um, yeah, I wasn't expecting 52 points, but yeah, it was good. But I tell you what, um, I have to say, when Manly ran out, Sean Lane is one of the scariest-looking footballs I've ever seen. He is absolutely huge, that bloke. So if Manly can get the best out of him, I tell you what, he's—he's he's got potential. But my God, he's huge. Yeah, a bit of a dud day after some massive scores. Um, if you're a Sean Lane owner, yeah. Andrew Maldamon Riley, commiserations, mate. Uh, despite the loss, you did get at least a head-to-head win over Pete on the weekend. That's something. Oh, that's what we're going for, isn't it? That's, yep. that's, that's just a head-to-head supercoach. That's right. That's what we're here just for. Just <laughs> if your team wins, it's, it's all right. It it's... doesn't matter. Yeah. No, they um, <laughs> Saints. Killed. It was embarrassing, but um, yeah. Can we just move on now? <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan MS not with us this week. He's taken ill down there in the nation's capital. It's been pretty um, cold down there, so that's probably not helping uh, with the flu that he's he's caught. But uh, hopefully he'll be right, resting up, and good for next week. Um, we've got to get on to the injury report now for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. And um, Pat's emailed us through the informations because uh, he's working late tonight, but. Um, what a shocking round for injuries, Pete. I mean, I, I can't... Think. We've had some bad ones over the, the years that we've been doing this, but I think this could have been the worst. Yeah, there's uh, some big names went down. I think the, the whole rugby league world sort of had a bit of a, a shock there when Slater went down, and you know he's confirmed today he's out for next week with concussion. Uh, a bit of speculation around Cameron Smith. You know, initially it was a peck, and you know everyone thinks, "Oh, it's a full season for a peck." But thank goodness, you know, and you know, from a, a neutral rugby league supporters um, uh, standpoint, and you know, of course for Supercoach, you know, so many people have got Cameron Smith in Supercoach, so it was great to, to hear that he's going to be uh, back, hopefully uh, earlier than um, than initially expected, and well, yeah, it's... some other. Other big ones as well, so yeah. Well, that's a good time to talk about Cameron Smith because, um, you know, he has been named this week um, and you can see um, the football director, Frank Panossi, said that he has suffered a minor tear to his pec. It's extremely unlikely Cameron will play this Sunday given the Cameron, given the player Cameron is and his resilient, resilience to play the amount of games he has over recent seasons. We will give him every chance to do so. Otherwise, we expect him to be available for selection in round 22 or definitely by round 23. Pat is saying it does sound like a low-grade strain, so two to three weeks would be about right. So even though he's been named this round, he's not going to play. So for all you guys owning him there, and I know we're going to do a, a great um, segment coming up, bringing it back from uh, last year deep with tweets. A lot of you guys have got Cameron Smith, so we're going to be giving you advice around the fact that Smith not playing this um, round, even though he has been named into number nine. Um, 
Billy Slater uh, with the concussion hasn't been named, so he'll have to go through the concussion protocols and hopefully he's uh, cleared to play the week after. Sam Burgess, well, he was also received good news after being cleared of broken ribs. The Rabbitohs statement said that um, scans have revealed Sam Burgess has injured his rib cartilage during Friday night's clash against the Cronulla Sharks. Scans have shown there is no break in the bones. He'll be monitored by Rabbitohs medical staff during the week, a possibility to play in Saturday's fixture against the Canberra Raiders. Pat saying he'll probably have an injection and play. Andrew, I guess the only concern we've talked about it a bit over the last few weeks is um, the fact that Souths, you know, they're mathematically now out of it. And, and you know, what would be the purpose of, of Burgess playing? And that would be the fear in regards to this one. Yeah, 100% right. So, yeah, they're, they're as good as gone this, uh, this season. And, I mean, we've said it time and time again. I don't see the point in... Um, running him out. I mean, I know he's getting paid a handsome wage to play footy and he wants to play footy, but I just don't see the point in uh, doing more damage. I mean, there's only six rounds to go. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see why he would be playing, but, I mean, he wants to play. He's, he's going to play. Like, he's tough, so um, hopefully it doesn't affect his supercoach too much because he's, he's a proud, he's a proud um Proud player, so hopefully, yeah, he rips in and doesn't do too much more damage to his uh, to his ribs. Yeah, we remember a few years ago before he went to rugby. I mean, he just played. You know, he was a captain choice every week because you knew even if he got hurt, he'd play on. Things are a bit different these days, though. Um, yeah, player welfare is a lot higher up. The concussion protocols come into play. Um, so I do have some concerns. Look, we'll talk about it more in the teams um, section of the show, but he. He has um, Fumano's been moved to the centres and, and John Sutton's been moved to the second row. So I think Sam Burgess has been playing out on the left edge for up to half a game the last few weeks, which has been affecting his um, base stats and his and his floor, his usual safe high floor. Um, so at least that that's some good news, but this rib injury kind of offsets that. I, I was almost thinking Sam Burgess was going to be a sell um, because of the fact that he hadn't been uh, hadn't been playing totally in the middle third um, so that the, the team change does change that but the injury puts that doubt back in your mind um, if you did have a, a stacked lineup, you know if it wasn't for the injuries to other players you'd probably you probably looking at this more closely but instead you might just have to be on your bench this week um, Conrad Hurrell well he could miss up to four games with the hamstring injury um, the scans were due today I haven't got um, the information back from that at, um, as yet, but um, Pat's saying three to four weeks is about right. And uh, James Maloney, well, um, he's out also for uh, probably three weeks, although um, Pat is saying if it is serious enough for surgery, it is a small break, we've heard, but still um, going to undergo surgery. He thinks four weeks is probably the minimum. Um, so both those guys, Hurrell and Maloney, have uh, trade-outs at this point with the uh, Supercoach season almost done. And Clint Gutherson, another another trade-out with uh, a rupture to his anterior cruciate ligament. And uh, he's had this one before, I think, um, uh, Andrew. So this is this is pretty brutal for him. And with his high cost, he'd be straight trade-out. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean... Only, I think I just finally came around to Clint Gutherson last week, and now he's um, I didn't buy him. I just I, I just finally you know, came to the realization that he's a he's a 
genuine supercoach star. Um, so unfortunate. He's yeah been the focal point of the Eagles' attack all season. And, and I mean, I don't know how much the Eagles are going to lose, but, um, yeah, his, his goal-kicking alone has improved this year. So, yeah, it's just a, a real pity. He's um, yeah, a real good character to watch and, yeah, uh, unlucky for um, the Eels and the Supercoaches who own him. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, one of our Supercoach Prize Cup members who's been killing it, Cracknado, but can't get it, can't crack it for a head-to-head victory. He brought in Gutherson this week, so that's how good he is. <laughs> Season's gone. Good score. Scored over 1,200. He's still lost this round. Pretty much sums up his uh, season on the Super Gage Pro's Cup. I think he said to us on the, on Twitter that if it was just one, if every game that he played was just one round later, or every opposition was one round later, he'd be on top of the comp. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's some curses out there. Um, we know Ryan, he just brought in Rapana and he got suspended and hasn't done much since Ryan brought him in. We, we know he can, he can put a curse on a player, but... Uh, Seems like Cracknado can too. Finally, Matt Moylan. Well, we heard good news um, leading into today's um, team's announcement that he hadn't done any further damage to his hamstring, even though he went off early. Um, but he hasn't been named in the 21. Perhaps it's a precautionary because it is a precautionary because it is a um, short turnaround. If you're a Matt Moylan owner, considering all the other injuries, you're probably just copying the fact that he's not going to take the field this week and hope that he's back to full strength. I don't think they play until Sunday week. So you'll get a nice long rest um, now that he's missing this game. And all those injuries and the injury report is done, of course, for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. And you can um, go and visit Pat. You know, he's been working late, so, you know, you'll have to get in the, get in the time. You can get it in after your working hours. Uh, he does work late there. Uh, down at Coogee, if you live in the Sydney area, um, give him a call, 02966596667, or visit our website and get a 20% discount for your first visit. Uh, there, www.supercoachpros.com. Let's move on to what we learn now, and I, I guess it's these Dragons players we talked about um, heading into um, last week's game. Guys like Gareth Widdop going massive. Matt Dufty, we've, we talked about him in the preseason podcasts, also going large. Pete, you and Aitken right up there as well. Um, and, and St George have got some pretty good matchups still to come um, all the way to, through to round 26. That's right. That was one of the things we mentioned last week. And having a look uh, um, at your, who you're going to bring in um, and have a look at the, at the, uh, at the draw for these, these coming rounds are uh, the Dragons. If there is anything in this competition, they've got an easier draw with only one top eight team, uh, and that being the Broncos, to play in a few weeks' time. All the others are, are outside the eight, and starting with um, with Newcastle, the cellar dwellers this weekend up in Newcastle. So, you know, if you're thinking about, hesitating about whether to, considering Gareth Widdop versus somebody else, particularly after this injury to Gutherson, then um, he'd be the obvious choice for mine in the halves. Or by his side, he's playing very, very well. Um, Picked up an intercept this week to make up for the one that he, he gave up the previous week, and uh, his goal kicking's going great too. So it's a bit of a bonus as well, and you know, so yeah, and it's and a few other players are feeding off that as well. De Bellin and, and others are, are going great guns. Yeah, both Aitken and, and Lafay right up there in the top scorers. Aiden sees a remarkable game against Melbourne. Never since he's moved to right halfback, he's been playing left halfback all year and all last year. He's really uh, had a, a spike. Could be an interesting money ball option um, this round against Souths. 
Um, Simon Mannering, Andrew, what more can you say from... Uh, I still still call him Captain Mannering. I guess technically he's not captain anymore, but uh, he's just a machine. Yeah, we all questioned how well he'd do after uh, the Johnson injury, but, I mean, scoring in the... In the um, in the hundreds again. I mean, he, yeah. What can you say? He's 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 worth he's worth the price. Um, if you haven't got him in, you probably missed the boat. Um, yeah. Super cold. He's a super coach uh, legend. So yeah. Uh, what else can you say? Great, great super coach player. Yeah, he's pretty much taken over the mantle from Corey Parker. Semi Rajraja, we knew he had a great matchup against the Tigers. He did, didn't disappoint. Pretty much anyone that comes up against Nofaluma, as good as Nofaluma is in attack. Defensively, he's got a number of issues, and uh, you can pretty much put your bank on that. And Radradra didn't disappoint if you had him in your daily leagues as well. Um, Dale Finucane, well, he's uh, a guy that we always love on the show, and he, he put through a three-figure performance. Got a bit lucky with a try, but still a uh, big game with those other stars out injured. He had to play extra minutes. Uh, Jake Jaborovic, another guy that uh, just never gives up. That's a huge performance from him in a losing side, particularly when there were so many points scored. So some of those base stats were a bit lower in that game in general. James Roberts, a um, bit of a guy flying under the radar, Pete, but another big game from him. And I guess with some of these injuries around, maybe he's a name that should be talked about a little bit more. Oh, the Canterbury Fords will be having nightmares after that uh, that game from James Roberts. He, he, I love watching him play. He's just an absolute freak. Like He scored a 91, super coach-wise. Um, and any other team he's up against this year, look out. Uh, particularly with Hunt, and once again, it's the insiders, uh, Hunt and Milford, who've got their combination back. They both play well on the weekend, and and Roberts, you know, fed off that and was just yeah, outstanding. He's he's one of the one of the guns to, to look out for, certainly in the run home, that's for sure. You know the Broncos going to be there, thereabouts. They're not going to lose too much form anywhere along the way. He's had a top score of 154 early this year, and he's he's back after his injury mid-season, and, yeah, he's, he's flying. Yep, and um, finally, Ethan Lowe also up there, along with Wade, Graham, and Paul Vaughan, another one of those dragons that we mentioned earlier. Deep, weird tweets. Yeah, it is back. As we said earlier in the show, we're going to do deep, weird tweets. We've got some great tweets from you guys. We're going to talk a little bit about some different scenarios. Um, we've got some, some tweets from your actual team lineup. So I also wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of options um, in regards to some of these injuries. Um, to Cameron Smith, Clint Gutherson, I know some of you guys would have had Apisai Coruscant, um, potentially even moved to 5.8. Um, there's potential to move him back to hooker this round. There's potential to um, keep Smith at hooker and collect the auto-emergency. Melbourne played the second last game too, so he could also double as a, as a zero captain score for you if your VC goes well and the VC loophole goes into effect. So there's some, there's some positives around this, this type of thing. I think uh, we're definitely sort of saying Gutherson's got to go. Um, we're still tossing up Sean Johnson. There's a few others where we, we don't all... The roundtable doesn't all agree with each other, but hopefully we can... Um, help help you guys come to some decisions because this is just caught us a bit by surprise all these injuries we're going to talk about nufties um, but we might have to do that next week now because really it is the time um, now you're scratching you're scraping the barrel a little bit not a lot of trades left and trying to figure out how to get your lineup worked out let's start with FPL Kegger his team is Tavasashek and Tedesco at fullbacks Edwards 
uh, Dylan Edwards, that is, Simi Radradra, Crichton, Tommy Terrific, Turbo, Clint Gutherson, Tahu Harris and Toral Fumaono in the centre and winger positions. The two walkers, Dylan and Cody in 5'8", with Cleary and Widdop the halves. Telmalolo, Mannering, Gallon, Brown, Thompson and Andy Saunders and Nufty in the back row. for feeder to Powell Sergis and Lindsay Collins up front, another Nufty there. And then Cameron and Brandon Smith, seven trades to go. Um... My biggest fear, I guess, is, is Fuamono. He's going to play 80 minutes this week, but out in the centres, Souths aren't going to crash hot, as we've already said, Pete. Um, what, what are you looking for in that lineup? Um, trying to get everything happening. You know, Gutherson's in there, and obviously Cameron Smith, unlikely to play this this round. Uh, how are you going? Would, how would you attack it? Well, as we've said on the show um, right across the year, that the issue has been with hookers this year that uh, Cameron Smith has been, you know, the standout hooker all, all year. It's been basically daylight second, third and fourth. And then with a group of hookers such as, you know, McInnes, um, Josh Hodgson and, and the like. Um, but really, they've been quite inconsistent. And it's just sort of borne out by the fact that the Dragons had a big win the other day and McInnes only picked up 32 points uh, in Supercoach. So I'm thinking that with Smith's injury, you could bring in someone like Andrew McCulloch, who's a very underrated player, but super coach-wise, he's, he's not going to go crazy gangbusters, big scores like, like Smith can do, but he's consistent. Uh, for example, last week he's got a round, uh, a round 20 score of 75. Uh, last three round average, he's had 64.3. Um, you know, he did a great bust up the middle. Um, against Canterbury to lead to, to a try and then put on a great little kick close to the line uh, for a try for Maguire. He's also very adept at getting tries from dummy half. I think it was his 200th game earlier this year and he scored, um, I think, at least one try from dummy half. He's very adept at that and he tackles everything that moves this bloke. He's an absolute tackling machine. So if Brisbane are in a, in a bit of a dogfight, which they could be in this week against Parramatta. Um, they're a pretty decent... Um, sort of frustrating defensive type of team. I would expect that McCulloch would really rack up some some decent points there tackling-wise, and, you know, he's he's a, a, an essential part of this Broncos team, and I think that he's a good value at 376800 to bring in. Yeah, um, seven trades left for Kegger, and I think if you're going down that path, you're probably trading out Brandon Smith and then using Gutherson to get a, a, a cheaper guy, or... Andrew, there's another option if you could somehow do it, and that's probably going to depend how much money he's got um, left. But Tyrrell Fumono, that's the guy I'd be worried about. He's a bit of an auto-emergency nightmare. I know he's playing 80 minutes now, but um, you're probably trying to get rid of him pretty quick smart. So you know, maybe you could you could find a way to, to move on. Um, hundred and you'd, you'd get just under 100000 for him in with 119 salary remaining, I think that's enough to buy to upgrade Smith to McCulloch. And then Gutherson, you know, I know it's a lot of money sitting on your bench, but that's a big-time trade you could use next week. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we spoke about... We, we want to get rid of uh, Fuimono. He's not really relevant this time of year. And like you said, he's... I mean. He's scoring. He's playing 80 minutes, but he's not scoring points, especially out in the centres. And like we've already we've already spoken, South are done for the year. Um, Pete touched on it. Yeah, Gutho with, with his injury, he needs to, he needs to um, 
yeah, he, he, he's, it's a lot of money on on you sitting on your bench. So I think you need to yeah get rid of the gutho and, and and as you said the Smith and I really like the the getting another uh, another hooker in. So McCulloch's a good option. I really like Coruscant as an option because he's a hooker and a and a five eight as well. So and he's probably not as expensive as McCulloch. Um, McCulloch's going to get all those base stats, but um, yeah, Coruscant's got that attack ceiling, doesn't he? So he, he can push up towards the hundreds if he has a good game. So um, there's some a couple of good options there, especially in the, yeah, the McCulloch and Coruscant. I, I, I like that. Coruscant could come in for Cody Walker, if not this week, next week at 5'8". And then the other one he doesn't have, who I think it's a good idea to get, is Cameron Munster. So if you, with the Guth, Gutherson Fumano out, you could bring in a Nufty and Munster um, is another another way you could go. Um, it just depends which round you're looking to, to do it. I mean, it's a pretty strong side anyway. You're leaving some pretty good players on your bench. The final way I would look at it um, is just keeping both the Smiths at hookers and just copying the zero there and getting an auto-emergency. And if you get rid of Gath and Fuamono and bring in a Nufty and Munster, you've still got some cash for the following week to upgrade Cody Walker potentially um, to Coruscant. Uh, if Cameron Smith the diagnosis changes, you've got options there as well, um, as we mentioned already with McCulloch or Coruscant. Um, so that might be the way way to go. And with Melbourne playing the second last game of the round, you could VC almost anyone else, um, I think except Teddy um, and the Melbourne Manly players. And um, then you've still got the option of either captaining Smith and co- and getting the VC loophole, or putting in your regular captain if you weren't happy with the VC score. Um, Brad, well, his team is um, RTS and Edwards with Leilua, Mansour, Munster, Turbo, Scott, Suli and Peachy in the centre and wingers. Widdop and Hayne are his 5'8", Cleary and Frawley are his ha- uh, halfbacks. Sam Burgess, Simon Mannering, Angus Crichton, ECN Masters, Fumano again and Nichols in the props. Uh, in the second rows, the props are Gao to power for feeder. Jack DeBellin with Smith and Cameron King on his as his hookers. Andrew, uh, my concern off the bat looking at this is that there's too many auto-emergency nightmares in here. He's got um, six trades left, so, he, so he's got enough that he can start to get some of these guys out. Um, and really, realistically, um, it's a matter of who to start with. I, I'm thinking Matt Frawley and Fuimono, but Peachy hasn't been too crash hot either, and, and even Leilua, um, although I think he's got a favourable matchup this week. Um, has been up and down. Yeah, there's a couple in there. I think Frawley's a must. You need to need to get him on as soon as possible. He's yet it's well and truly peaked. Um, spoke about Fulmono, and um, I think yeah, Cameron King. I think he might be stuck with him for this, for this week just because of the, the Cameron Smith thing. Because I don't think he's a, a priority to get rid of. But he's playing 80 minutes. He's not scoring great, but um. Yeah, I think there are other guys. He's, I mean, Brad seems to be blessed with some trades, which is good. Um, yeah, Peach, mate, he's been a trap this year, hasn't he? So, um, yeah, he's got a, he's got a little bit of work to do getting some of those auto emergencies out of his team. So, but I mean, the base is there. 
I'm still not 100% sold on Edwards. I mean, he, he's he's good, um, but, I mean... He's probably your 18th or 19th man in the perfect Yeah, world. exactly. He, I don't think towards least... the end of the year you want him as your, as one of your top 17, but, um, mm. yeah, he, he's good for 18th, 19th, as you said, but I think there are other priorities in his team that he needs to, to worry about. There's some... The centre and wingers are the big worries. You know, I mean, he's got Crichton in the second row right now. He could move him and pick up another. I mean, I think a guy like Josh McGuire, I think he's, you know, a safe, safe bet. Um, second row or prop, um, you know, potentially could pick, pick him up. He doesn't have Nathan Brown, which is a bit of a surprise. I think I would have thought most players had Brown from the bye period and just held on to him. He's been a staple. Um, so he's yeah. another guy potentially could could bring in. Um, Peter, are there any centre and wingers that you're thinking is a must? I mean, Rapana's now out for a couple of weeks, but there's, there's still a few around um, that have been going all right. There are a few around. Um, I did mention last week about Lafayette. He ended up scoring 85 um, against uh, Manly the other day, so he, he went all right. Um, there's not a a huge number um, around, though. I think I, I do like Lafayette. It's a shame that young Aitken got injured on the weekend, so he's he's gone again for, for a little while. Um, he was looking good on the comeback trial, but, yeah, they were, I don't know, all bias aside, but they were the two two of the standouts for me, I thought. Um, what about Matt Dufty? I mean, I know it's, it's mm. you know, this time of year, normally you're not looking at those cheapies, um, but in Brad's situation, he's trying to to move some of these low to mid price players so he doesn't have the same yeah. money to burn. Um, could could he make that trade, move Edwards into the centres, bring in Matt Dufty at, at fullback, and then another Nufty in the centre and winger for one of his other lower performing people or the, or the half? I think Tom Wright um, stands to mind. Manly play, I think, every game on a Sunday except round 26. So a good nufty to own is, is Tom Wright plays halfback and five eighth. So Frawley out for Wright, and then probably um, probably you'd well it'd be hard with Leilua. Uh, could even be um, Esen. Uh, sorry, Curtis Scott could be another one or Tyrone Peach. I think one of those three. You're probably moving on from. Scott was dynamic for Melbourne there a few weeks ago. Yeah. Very very impressive, but. But he um, so he's, he's one I, I overlooked, I must admit. Well, he's got um, Scott, but, yeah, but I'm worried that after his low score this round, whether that would he'd actually become a trade-out target and trying to get Dufty in there and and, and move Edwards into the centres and wingers. Well, once again, yeah. Well, Dufty, it's, you know, he's obviously thought of, uh, well thought of, because, you know, most people think, oh, well, Durgan's back this week, so, you know, Dufty would be gone. But actually... Because of the injury to Aiken, then Dugan has been moved to the centres and Dufty has been left alone at fullback. And now he's up against Newcastle. Um, you know, as I said, if they don't have a straight line of defence on their kick chase, he, his score could be anything. He's very, very quick. Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, why do you need to, you know, as you say, this bloke's position is that he's, he might have a lot of cash there and trying to get rid of some, some mid range players. Well, why not bring in a as you say, a, a real cheapie there. It doesn't matter whether whether you pay 122000 for the Blake or whether you pay 322000 as long as he does the job and gets the points for you. We keep saying that the Dragons have got a favourable draw. Um, and, you know, this Blake's captain of 5'8 is is a bit of a must-have as well at the moment. So so why wouldn't you bring in someone like Dufty at 122000 to do to do a job for you? 
their side looks different with Dufty in it, and I, I think McGregor would be foolish to drop him now. I think he's there to the end. I think he, he worries about which of his four... And he's got basically six good three-quarters. He's just got to figure out which four get those spots. I think Dugan now stays in the three-quarter line. I, as far as I'm concerned, Dufty's got the job unless unless he gets injured because that their team looks completely different with Dufty at fullback. They've got one of the best forward packs going around, but they haven't been, taken full advantage until Dufty um, came into the lineup on the weekend because he runs... He just He's like a Billy Slater. He just stays in support of these big guys yeah. to get the offloads, they get the quick play of the balls, and then he's away. And yeah, the Dragons he's can got make... a good pass on him too, unlike Dugan. He yeah. doesn't pass. The, the, drag, the Dragons can definitely make a run at this all of a sudden where they look like a team that was going to be carnage heading into the top eight for another you know, stronger team. Now they look like a team that could make a serious tilt at trying to get to a grand final all because of this one player. And I know he's only young, and I know that um, you know, we've seen time and time again. Um, we have seen time and time again these players like your Cameron Munsters come in and and wow from the beginning. And oh, I don't know. I think Dufty has every chance of, of doing that. Well, but, it could be a very good point of difference as well because you, you might consider looking for someone that that not a lot of people have got at the moment. Instead of going for your, your stock standard players, you bring him in. Um, you know, there's a, there's a very good chance your opposition's not going to have him. And as I said, they're up against Newcastle. So, And the, the biggest know, fear is the auto-emergency uh-huh. score. You score a low... If yeah. it starts getting low scores, you're thinking, why did I, did, I, did I bring him in? But I think at fullback, you're pretty safe. Mm. You're pretty safe that you're yeah. still going to get enough of the ball to get a 40 or a 50, even when things don't go well, which, you know, isn't too bad. Um, if, if he's just on your bench, if, if he's not in your top 17... In those in the Supercoach finals, but the way it's going, he could. And and worst case, if he does get dropped, well, then he becomes a nufty that hasn't cost you any money, and um, he just sits like all the other ones would anyway. Let's keep going to Adam Robertson now. He uh, his team is uh, RTS and Teddy, uh, Radraja, Edwards, Munster, Turbo, Crichton, Rapana, and Isako in the centre wingers. Widdop and Cody Walker five eight. Cleary and Labert halfbacks. Tamalolo, Gallon, Tapao, Mannering, Jake Jaborovic, Jack DeBellin are the second rowers. Andrew Fafida, Nathan Brown, Sam Burgess, the props with Andy Saunders and the two Smiths at hooker. Andrew, this team is stacked. Credit to Adam. Um, he's actually almost got too many studs, but I guess you can't have too many if you keep bringing in the right guys at the right price, which is obviously what he's done all year. Um, I know that he said he made the two changes already. Widdop in for Guthers, um, Widdop, sorry, in for Sean Johnson. Gutherson in, um, out. Jack DeBellin with a bit of swapping around in for for Gutherson. I think he he must have moved Crichton back into the centres to get um, Jack DeBellin. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do like that team. I mean, I think Adam's a bit worried about the head-to-head this week, and that's a worry with Cameron Smith being out. But other than oh, not being out, he has been named, which is weird. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. He's probably copying a, Cody Walker as his as his auto emergency, but he's been moved to five eight this round against the Raiders. So Walker, there is some potential Walker at least goes okay. Yeah, and and that's and that's the yeah that's fine. I, I mean, I like that team. Um, I think we we're speaking about it off air. We, we, we're of differing opinions. I mean. 
I think it's smart to get rid of Sean Johnson. I, I don't think um, he's been out for is it two weeks now, and or or a week now. It, it doesn't matter. I, I think he's yet. Yeah, I think you've got to move on from um, from Johnson. There's other players like Widop that have. Um, yeah, Widop does have to come in. Um, yeah, so the the. the you just need to move on from Johnson, and I think that's a smart decision. And again, like we said before, you need to move on from Gutherson. They're two big chunks of cash that you need to need to use. Um, it's no good sitting on your bench. So yeah, I like that. I like that team. It's yeah, it's a good um good looking team. Um, again, like I said with Edwards, I th- I'd not not a hundred percent sold, but I mean, you got Munster, you got Turbo, you got um, Crichton. And, and Sammy, that, that's a pretty good uh, three-quarter line, isn't it? So, yeah, all looking very good for for Adam. I think there's only three trades left after using these two trades if he does go with that. I guess my thing with keeping Sean Johnson is, is to have that extra trade up your sleeve, but I think the need to get Widdop in there means unless he can afford to bring um, Widdop in for Cody Walker and then hold Johnson on, on the bench with that high price, there's not much alternative. He's got to get rid of Sean Johnson. The other thing would be at some point if he wanted to move Edwards in out for a nufty because he's got so many good players there just just to fear the fear of the auto emergency but again with only three trades left he may be saving them all for just to cover injuries um Jono asks three trades Cody Walker is my backup at six this week for the bunnies is it worth playing him he has been disappointing lately but at fullback for the injured Gutherson, or do I swap Gutho and Dylan Walker? He's currently a centre winger, but I've got plenty of depth there. Or trade Gutho to Widdop. I have cover. Two trades, but it's now or never with Widdop due to his break-even and price and favourable draw. I'm playing overall coming 360 seconds, so looking to use the injury crisis to my advantage and jab up further. Pete, we've already talked in high praise about Gareth Widdop. Um, it, it seems like, considering, and the predictor has him at the very top, we've got a whole new out this week with the predictor um, and the predicted scores for the remainder of the season. Widdop's right up there, so if you want to take advantage of the injury crisis, he's probably the guy to bring in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we keep saying it. Yeah, he's um, it's a, it's a bit of a no-brainer for me. It's it's unfortunate with Cody Walker. I have to say, just looking for a flip side, he was he was going great super coach earlier in the year, and then uh, yeah, um, they moved him to fullback for for whatever reason and. It just is just not getting his hands on the ball and not having his influence that um, we'd like. As at five eight, he was just fantastic. If they keep him at five eight, you know, maybe if they'd moved him into five eight a few weeks ago, you'd think, oh yeah, I'd, I'd keep Cody Walker and see how he goes. But he's just not going to get the ball. He's not going to get the opportunities. I don't think the Souths are gone, as we keep saying. They're just they look average. I think. Uh, Walker's score will improve this week on, on previous week's scores, but uh, i got real doubts, whereas I know that with Widdop playing against Newcastle, I've put the curse on him so many times now. Oh, I'm going to kick myself if he plays badly or something. But um, <laughs> I think that, yeah, yeah Widdop's the, the obvious one to bring in there. But, uh, yeah, it's a shame because I said Walker was going so well. I, I guess I'll just ask quickly, Andrew, with only three trades left, is he better off just holding out no I mean you know you, you got to go hard or go home don't you you know you got to redline it to the end of the season now everyone's in the same same position <laughs> but I, I mean 
I like to at least try and keep one, maybe two if I'm, you know, in feeling a bit, you know, um, if you know, got that luxury, you know, to have the two um, trades. Yeah, I do like to to save a couple of trades just in case. But um, I mean, if, if you, you got to you got to make those moves, though, don't you? If you if you want to um, if you want to crack it into the you know top one hundred or whatever, you, you, you got to you got to you got to roll the dice every now and then. But uh, yeah, like I said, his team looks pretty good. And you know, Rapana's not playing this week, so you might have to take a hit there. But you're not going to go trading him out, you know. So you, you just got to rest, rest a little bit, and then um, yeah, just just wait and see. Like I said, I just I want to keep keep one one or two trades for for those absolute emergencies. Deep weird tweets. That is our deep with tweets for this week. We've got, I think, one or two other tweets. So if you didn't get your, your stuff read out, we will still do those at the end of the, end of the show, not entirely related to that um, part with the injuries, etc. Let's go on to the team changes now. Um, Penrith V, the Bulldogs, Tyrone Mays in for Matt Moylan. As we said earlier, Moylan um, not named um, with that hamstring injury. Um, we see Tim Brown swapping with Reagan Campbell-Gillard. We do think that Campbell-Gillard will start from the bench again everywhere. Everything we're hearing about um, Penrith and Coach Griffin is that's going well, having Campbell-Gillard come off the bench. Interesting to note, Bryce Cartwright joins the 21, as does Dean Farrow. What that means for if May starts, what that means for Tyrone Peachy, it could be a blessing, it could be a curse. Um, if, if Peachy stays at left centre and Cartwright comes into the halves, Cleary would probably move back to the left half. And then that opens it up for Peachy getting more service that he hasn't got um, at, uh, since coming into the starting lineup. Obviously, if Farre comes in and Waka Blake, who's been in form, goes to the left centre, well, then Peachy will even lose uh, more um, of his already sort of a dwindling stock. Um, for the Bulldogs, Matt Frawley now named at halfback, as we've seen the last few weeks of him by Hooker Leisha on the bench, while James Graham also back in for Danny Fulalo, who goes back to the interchange, Francis. Willalo's 18th man. Um, the Warriors, well, they're 1-17 from last week. James Gavitt is out long-term, so that means Tavita Sate um, keeps his spot on the bench. James Maloney is out for the Sharks, as we said before. Jack Bird comes back uh, via the centres. Bit of a reshuffle here. Fiamano Brown goes to 5-8. James Seguero to hooker Kurt Capewell to the bench. Adam Clydesdale is into the 21. He'll probably come in for either Capewell or Lattimore, I would assume there. Um... The Eels feed the Broncos. Well, we know that there's no Clint Gutherson. Bevan French moves back to fullback. Josh Hoffman comes in on the wing. Frank Pritchard has been added to the 21. He's probably still a week away. Darius Boyd has been named for Brisbane at fullback. Cody Nakarima goes back to 18th man. He's under his own injury cloud. Herman Assesse is also named in the 21. Uh, I believe he's fit, but not sure whether he can break into that 17 at this point. They're looking pretty good, Brisbane. Newcastle v. the Dragons. Ken Sia comes back for Chanel Mataudia, who was targeted pretty heavily against the Roosters. Sean Kenny Dow, of course, was a late inclusion last Friday. He's been named at five. Jamie Beer has been named at hooker with Levi on the bench. Jacob Saifidi is in the 21, um, but he, so he may get a spot maybe for Luke Yates um, when it comes to game day. Follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros to see all those uh, Changes, late team changes, an hour before kickoff. Josh Dugan back for the injured Ewan Aitken, as Pete mentioned earlier. Joel Thompson was also a late withdrawal last week. 
He comes back in the left edge. Jacob Host goes to the bench. Blake Laurie becomes 18th man. Souths feed the Raiders. A massive reshuffle here. Alex Johnson goes to fullback. Bryson Goodwin and Robert Jennings both move out to the wings with Heimel Hunt coming back in the centres and Tyrrell Fumano moving out there as well. Cody Walker's now 5'8", with John Sutton left edge. Damien Cook also gets a shot at hooker. Robbie Farrow goes back to the bench, joined by Cameron Murray. No Braden Burns. Aaron Gray hasn't been named anywhere this time. A um, couple of suspensions for the Raiders. Jordan Rapana and Sia Soliolo. Soliolo tonight has been named out for five weeks. Michael Oldfield comes in on the wing uh, against one of his former clubs. Luke Bateman will go in the middle third. Joseph Tuppany left edge. Josh Hodgson back to hooker. Kurt Baptiste back to the bench, joined by Clay Priest and Jeff Lima. The Roosters v the Cowboys. Well, Joseph Manu has been named at right centre. Um, Mitch Orbison back to the right edge. Aiden Guerra back to the bench. Kane Evans, 18th man. Victor Radley started last week. He's been named there this week. Antonio Winterstein back for the Cowboys. He comes in for Javid Bowen. Also notice John Asiata named at starting prop. We saw Sean Fensom start there last week. So again, that could swap come game time. Storm v the Eagles. Well, no, Billy Slater, as we said before. Cameron Munster, fullback. Riley Jacks at 5'8". Tim Glasby goes back to prop with Asafa Solomona back to the bench. We do note that Jerome Hughes is in the 21, so maybe there's a chance he ends up getting the role with Munster going back to the halves. Um, we're going to have to watch that at kickoff if you're playing in the uh, the Sunday, the Super Sunday games in Moneyball. Jerome Hughes could be an interesting one if he gets named. Slade Griffin is in the 21 as well with Jordan McLean. We expect Griffin will play ahead of Cameron Smith. I assume Kenny Bromwich would be the backup hooker there. He did deputise a dummy half when Smith went off last week. Matt Wright's back for Manly. They get a few back, as we said earlier. Coruscant's back. Brenton Lawrence, Blake Green as well. So Cameron Cullen, Lloyd Perrett go to the bench. Lewis Brown joined them. He's also back. Uh, that means Darcy Lussick is a reserve, as is Jared Kennedy and Brad Car- Parker, while Jackson Hastings and Joey Lussick are both out altogether. While for Gold Coast feed the West Tigers, John Olive replaces the injured Conrad Hurrell. Kate, uh, Kane Lawton comes back in for Kate LG, And um, Chris Lawrence in for the Tigers. Cole Lovett out of the 21. Suaso Sue comes onto the bench. Jack Little John goes to the reserves, along with Josh Alloway and Joel Edwards. They could see some more reshuffling there. Cleary has been doing that of late. Um, again, follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros to get all that information. And uh, the, I guess looking at, looking ahead at the big names for round 21, I know that we we spoke about Matt Dufty earlier. Um, he's certainly right up there, but against the Knights with Gareth Widdop, um, an interesting one against the Warriors. Um, Pete is James Seguiaro for the Sharks if he indeed. Um, he gets to play 80 minutes or even close to it because uh, he could really go large. The Warriors are renowned to giving up points to dummy halves. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Sigiaro, um, it's good to see him back. Actually, had the injury earlier in the year. Um, and now with young Jaden Braley, who's going great guns for the Sharks, he's he's out permanently now. And, and yeah, Sigiaro got a real go last week. But yeah, it. He would be a very good one for your money balls, particularly this week, I think, against the Warriors. Um, as you say, they give up points against dummy halves. You know, I'd, I don't have much regard for the Warriors this year at all. I haven't had from the word go. And, I'd, I'd yeah, Seguiar, I think, would be controlling there. That, although they will miss Maloney big time. Um, that is a big loss for them. But, yeah, I'd expect Seguiar to do well, uh, combine well with uh, Jack Bird there as well. James Tedesco right up there as uh, Gold Coast always give up points to fullbacks. He played pretty well last weekend. Corey Hawira-Naira for the Panthers. We've seen the Bulldogs' uh, edges 
Um, their edge forwards against the Bulldogs have done well all year, so that's a big upgrade for him. Simon Mannering, we talked about earlier in the show, he's always going to be up near the top. Wade Graham, another one to target against the Warriors. And then interesting, if Joseph Tarpany plays the full 80 minutes, Andrew, he's right up there. In fact, this could be a game where the Raiders might finally um, get it all to click, all probably too late, but against the Rabbitohs, they're a bit right for the picking. Yeah, he's he's got some potential, doesn't he, Tarpany? If he, if he stays on the field, if he can get a good 80 minutes. He's got a nice offload. He can break some tackles and he's, you know, a good worker in defence. And, you know, like you said, South are, are done for the year. Um, I think, yeah, I think the, the Raiders might put it put put it to them, but, um, yeah, a bit, bit too late for for the Raiders, I think. And unfortunately for, you know, people like Leilua that, you know, some people brought in because they thought they were uh, ready to peak. But, yeah, um, yeah, I really think um, yeah, the Canberra Raiders, they've been disappointing all year. The pressure's off now. So they can, they can um, yeah, just, you know, break the shackles and, and I think they'll give it to the Bunnies uh, this week. And all those predictions are done, of course, for our app, the Supercoach Pros app and Predictor that you can find on it. We've added the predictions for the rest of the year in their own separate tab now um, as well so you can find those up there should be um, they're uploading as we speak so it should be there by the time you listen to this very podcast and uh, not just that but the moneyball ones as well and then of course you get the blogs um, the recaps the previews all the twitter and facebook information and this very podcast delivered straight to your phone what more can you want i know there's only a few weeks left but uh, take it from our loyal listeners some have picked it up uh, at glenn love it and he just picked it up last week, and he said still very useful. Moneyball-wise, he's already um, collected, um, so you know, pretty much paying for itself. Uh, even though it is late in the year, we still thoroughly recommend go and get it. It's worth it, and um, yeah, you should be able to, to use that information if you're a Moneyball player to uh, basically cash straight back in, and uh, otherwise just with all these injuries and that um, really should... Go, go and get it and, and find out which players to bring in, particularly with those predictions to the end of the year. Do realise guys like Matt Dufty, they're you know, over-predicted, obviously, because of that small sample size. So you do have to take those one-game players or two-game players like Jerome Hughes with a grain of salt. But obviously those other ones um, that are right up there, that the reasons why, you know, it's pretty obvious. So... Have a, have a look at it on the... Um, you can go to the... Follow the links via our website, www.supercoachpros.com, Google or Apple. And I tell you what, we were just talking about the Raiders. We've got one tweet to go from Adam... Uh, from Brad, sorry. And he's saying, is Leilua a final 17 player? Um, Andrew, well, you, you know, you, you pretty much already said it. But at least if the Raiders do break the shackles this week, he could be one of the beneficiaries. Yeah, and that's the that's the problem or the good thing about Leilua is he can go so high, but, I mean, some of his lows are pretty darn low too. So um, I don't think he's uh, a final 17 player. I think Leilua is a momentum kind of player, and I think he's lost all, all his momentum for this year. Um, I think he's good for a couple of good games in, in – for the rest of the year, but yeah, I, I don't think he's, he's someone that we'd be seriously looking at for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, don't, I agree. Not a final 17 player at the moment, but I probably still wouldn't be trading him out this week just in the off chance that uh, he makes the Bunnies look a bit foolish. That's all we've got time for for the show. Peter, thank you very much. Big show tonight. Pleasure. Yeah, and, it was a pleasure. It was a good one. 
Yeah, love love getting in depth. I, I was saying on on Twitter earlier in the day, it's like solving jigsaw. It's like doing a jigsaw puzzle, trying to solve these injury crises. Crises. It's a lot of fun. Andrew, thank you as well. Yeah, thanks, mate. It was good fun. Um, God help our manly team. Got fifty put on us last week, and now we're going down to Melbourne. So it should be a fun weekend. No Slater, possibly no Smith, and five of your players back. That's some consolation. <laughs> And, of course, I am uh, Pulley G, Paul Grzadka, and we'll be back next week. Ryan uh, away and should be back with us next week as well. And make sure you down, download the app if you don't already have it, www.supercoachpros.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Supercoach Pros, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.